this shit. Go. So Ready? you're set. Go. I'm set, yeah. Okay, I'm set. All right, very wait, good. Wait, hold on. Let me what? Get my <laughs> good Lord. Good. Good. Good Lord. Good Lord. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. You ain't ready. I'm fucking ready. Let's go. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show coming at you from Tribal Headquarters in Southern California. Welcome to the show. Sitting across from me, my partner, my co-host. Shumahan Bowen. American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. And fucking robot historian. Red Here robot. to fucking pour it on again and make you all fucking wake up again. Come yeah. on. Here with another banger. Mm. Greatest show on earth. Find out what it's worth. Uh. Move out the way, you guys. Dude. Move out the way. Hey, He's do get out, hey, Move out. Hey. Back up, back up, back up. Yeah, hey, Marty hey, Sonny. Get off my fucking. Get off my fucking cardboard right there. Hold on. Hey, I'm gonna sweep my leg. Watch hey, out now. Here hey. I go. I'm gonna spin on my back, motherfucker. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, almost swept fucking out. Uh, I'm too old for this shit. I got a fused disc, man. That shit fucking hurt. <laughs> and on sound. Uh-oh. Old blue eyes Uh-oh. himself. Sean Lewis, certified. Oh, I like that. Fashion. I like yeah. it a lot. I like that. Engineer. What a hard Yeah. Push your man, huh? Yeah. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. Yeah. I'm that. <laughs> what about your alley? What about? <laughs> then they say ball-headed granny. Yeah. yeah. I'm your mama. I'm your daddy. I'm your ball-headed granny. Hey. <laughs> Nice. I love nice. that, dude. That's good. Oh, uh, yeah. MC good shit. That's how you feel today. MC Shumon? Oh, I don't We you? got some guests in here today, man. We got man. something special, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Shuman, you gonna help us make some introductions today? Listen, I don't even know if we need to make introductions. I'm telling you, I don't know if we even need I to mean, make they introductions. I do know that we're in I San on, Diego. Let me tell you, know we're at Tribal. <laughs> All I can tell you is, is I went on a Spotify and I can't tell you how many hundred million fucking streams these yeah. gentlemen's music gets. But it's incredible. I don't know. They sold like fucking 100 million albums. <laughs> right. That's back all when, I know, boy. Back when albums were albums, yeah, right. right? When they bought records. All right. Well, why don't I tell you then? We got Sonny. We got Marcos from P.O.G. Yeah. Thanks for having us. I got to uh, tell you guys. I got to say you guys. I, had to tell, I told my wife. I'm like, yeah, I can't tell you who I'm talking to because she's a fucking Stone Cold fan. I don't want to lose my wife to you, fellas. <laughs> Listen, I have, to, on, I have to be honest with you guys, too, man. When we started discussing coming down to San Diego mm-hmm. to come do some shows down here and 
really want to introduce our audience or you know LAA yeah, with yeah. with Southern Cal with Southern California all of it and we like to find you know San Diego is like man we want to introduce all the creative people to our listeners and I remember from the beginning with Tribal the one of the first things that came up were you guys? And it's like, nice. man, is there a way? And he's like, dude, fuck, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, dope, let's schedule it. And we we're kind of like waiting till he was kind of like, yeah, I can get these guys on. We started lining things up with everybody. But I really want to thank you guys for coming down sure, today and showing up. And well, listeners, if you don't, just so you know, listeners, right? I've been fucking with Bobby for 30 years. Me, Esteban Cartoon, our companies, we, we, grew in this industry together and consistently man um the last 15 20 years man you know you guys have been in the mix with bobby travel yeah every time i'm looking at the new videos i'm looking at photo shoots i'm looking at the crazy backstage stuff like you guys are peppered through <laughs> um the journey of tribal with bobby you guys have represented tribal uh on stage around the world in your music and your videos and and I've watched kind of peripherally with you guys, man, yeah. just like operate like this big family, man. You know For what sure, I'm saying? Man. How did that? Come, how did all that come to be, man? Tell Tri me. Tribal is family. I mean, we remember when they were at their their old spot, and uh, we had just started the band, and, and I think Tribal started uh, started up like in '88, right? So we had heard about it, you know, and it was we were into break dancing and hip hop and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and then. Um, I think we were just young kids, and we came went by the old warehouse, and that's right. when we first met them. And we told them, you know, we got a band going on and stuff, and they're like, okay, we'll see, we'll see what's up. Yeah. And then they just started supporting us. They would give us stuff, and then, you know, obviously underground <laughs> we did stuff, and then when we were able to give back exposure with TV and magazines and stuff like that, we just, we, it's just something we wanted to do for Tribal. But at that point, they had Cypress, you know, they had the Soul Assassins. They had all the people that we looked up to, so just mm -hmm. to be around this you know, this community uh, was always cool for us as young kids. And on a side note, mm -hmm. there was a, a very iconic uh, live venue, all ages live venue that was right next door mm -hmm. called Soma. And mm -hmm. anybody who was in a band that came through San Diego that was in punk rock or even hip hop, that was the spot to play for all ages. And we were always going to shows and we always saw the building, the tribal yeah, building, yeah, and we yeah. were always like, oh, damn. And, yeah. uh, we're like, dude, what's up with that? We gotta mm -hmm. go see what's up and see if we can start a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, actually, Wove, our drummer, was the one who actually put in the footwork and actually got to know, go in there and say what's up. I remember he's like, dude, I went in and said what's up. We're a band from San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Right. We had just started playing there, trying to build a, a you know, a following, mm -hmm. and then it kind of just began from there. Yeah. How did your guys' band come together? Like, what's the background on that? Like, yeah. how did you guys meet up, and what different, like, permutations did you guys go through before it, it, it sort of coalesced into what it is well, that you have now? We are the true definition of yeah. the American dream as far as a band <laughs> goes. We started in a garage mm. and in the neighborhood, and we were playing keggers, backyard parties. Yep. And we, we got caught up in the scene. There was a big punk rock scene back then It's in Chula Vista, and uh, a straight edge scene. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar yeah, with that, but for um, sure. we started playing all these random shows with different bands. And um, me and Sonny's cousin, the drummer, mm -hmm. Wov, used to be in another band and it was all like thrash metal. And mm -hmm. I used to actually sing and play guitar. We were trying to be like Sepultura right. and like Slayer and stuff uh -huh. like that. Yeah. And, um, but there was a scene growing 
a band called House of Suffering, Shindig, where they were incorporating rap with hardcore music. Right. And this was before Rage. Mm. Yep. And uh, Zach was actually, Zach De La Roca from Rage was in a band called Inside Out. There was a band in San Diego called House of Suffering. Mm. And they used to play a lot of shows with all these straight edge bands. And that's where they all came. And it inspired us. We were mm. like, do we love hip hop? We love the street. Yep. That's what we're from the neighborhood. Let's mix in that kind of stuff. And right. Sonny was actually doing rap with his buddies. Were you? And what were you doing? Did you have a rap name? No, no, no. no. Like, I wouldn't call it that. It was well, like, whenever did. they get in their rap circles, maybe at a party or something. Well, like, were you, you freestyling? I, I might sneak in. No. Well, well, come on, I, you didn't have bro, a. Did you have a hip hop name? <laughs> no, well, that's that's why we knew. To be honest, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm shy by nature, man. To be get honest, get out of here. No, for sure. That true? he is. Kind of funny story. I can. Add to what I'm saying right now. You but know, a blue later. eyes is shy. Well, check this out. I mean, you know the whole Jim Morrison thing in yeah. the movie when he wouldn't turn around and they're right. like, "Dude, turn around!" Right. That that was Sunny at our first yeah, show at Soma. Show. For sure. And what was like telling? I was telling him, "Dude, tell your cousin to turn around, dude." Like. We're playing in front of these kids here, yeah, and yeah, he's man. not. Hey, let's, and then let's, let's cut the shit. Unleash the beast, let's, bro. Let's go right to it. Let's cut the shit. With that first part, when you were like shy and you were turning around, like what was the decision there? Like what were the feelings? Because there's a we got a lot of young listeners and stuff like that, and yeah. a lot of them are musically interested. Some are shy. In fact, I would say shyness might, or not that you were, but social awkwardness, right? Yeah, yeah. Is kind of higher now than it might have been in the past. For, for sure, some reason, for it sure. seems like there's more of it. Oh yeah, more yeah, pressure. Yeah. So, what is it like for you in those initial stages? Just what was the feelings that you were feeling when you were like, on the one hand, I got a passion to fucking express myself and get my right. shit out there. The flip side is, this is scaring the shit yeah, out. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd never been in front of a crowd like that. And again, I'm, I'm more of the behind the scenes type guy. You know what I mean? So, I don't have that desire to be on the mic or in front of the camera, but. When we started jamming, it was just, that's just, and the thing, I don't even know why I was so nervous because it was all the homies that were out there. Right. <laughs> so it just took a while. And then, and then, you know, the more you start playing, it just, it becomes part of who you are, you know? Mm. And yeah, I, I can be some, I mean, I can be the singer of POD in my normal day. I'm just, I'm just a, a husband. I'm a daddy. You know what I mean? I'm a normal cat. He's but, chill. Yeah, I'm chill. But P.O.D. is just like, it brings out something in me that, you know, I never, I never knew was Yeah, he, he had but, a beanie that he used to rock called the Hitman. <laughs> Get the fuck because out Because that of was the persona I would think that came out. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, we unleashed the beast, man. <laughs> right. Did, like, was there ever a time that you were playing guitar back there and you're like, ah, oh, shit, we're in trouble. This Sonny's <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> no, because Sonny's always had that balance. You know, there's that whole thing where yeah. the singers, like, they just go, go out of control. Right. Sonny's always had that balance and we're like he's chill man but once he gets on stage it's over yeah but you know what here's interesting so you're right there is a certain kind of peace or calmness about sunny right mm -hmm. but you got like fire there's a fire aspect to you <laughs> right? am i wrong about that sonny? no no for sure so not what's sure. that like so what is that because to me when i think about groups because a lot of times now nah, look it i'm not trying to say hard luck shows anything like pod you guys have fucking earned your stripes and we hey hey <laughs> we're kind of like POD in a way. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. But but to a certain extent, we like, got one guy that talks, the other guy shy. We're just like right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, which who's one? Who's the shy guy? The pusher? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The pusher yeah, man. Yeah. Pusher man. Right. Yeah. Hey, do you? Everywhere guys... we go, like people are like, do you guys look kind of like a POD? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, you right? Remind me of POD, man. Hey, you know who you guys remind me of? <laughs> well, you guys are at tribal. Juman, you yeah, kind of yeah. look like Sonny's brother. Yeah. Hey, we all brothers in here man. yeah, yeah exactly, we are. Man. no but because sean is kind of like the look like when you were like sunny you were like 
you know, and I was a little bit, you know, shy. And I wasn't, I didn't mm. want to. And Sean was like, that's right. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> he agreed. Right. And that, you should have had the song come in. Yeah. I'm your push. Yeah. 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 He, he agreed right. silently. Right. Yeah. No, but, but, then, <laughs> but then I'm kind of more like, I'm more like Marcus because I'm like, I'm trying to push Sean a little bit. I, I know Sean's the kind of guy that's never going to be like out of control on some level. Like yeah, he's yeah. just not made that way. <laughs> but well, think, he does. Like egomaniac, you mean? Yeah, I oh. think. Prideful and arrogant? No. See? <laughs> see? <laughs> oh, no, man, man, you and I need, hey, you and me need hey, to bump, be in a support bump, group. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We no, you know what it is? I, I think early on, <laughs> we grew up together. Right. We always say we spent more time with our family as a band <laughs> than we do with our personal families yeah, right. from traveling. But I personally, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, Sonny, but I think as we got older, we realized our personalities and our roles in the band. Right. For, for example, like, I had a lot of people say, dude, you got you and Sonny, like, balance each other out. That, that's that tension that yeah, helps yeah, the yeah. band right. sound why, it, why, it, why the band sounds the way it does. Right. You know? And it, it's it's been a cool thing to um, to be on this journey with my brothers and mm-hmm. and just, you know, learn. Because I think early on, everyone wants to be right. Everyone wants to know, right? Like, like I, I what I'm saying is the, that's I'm dead right, even if I'm wrong. Right now, as we're older, we grew up together. We're like, okay, I can respect your opinion. I don't agree with it, <laughs> right. but but um, let's dominate. Let's yeah, get on yeah, stage yeah. and kill well, it. You well, know what I'm well, let me ask you guys something. Then. So why is it? Because you guys have been together for how long has Pod been together? Twenty nine. Uh, oh, going on 20, 30 years. Yeah, dude. Okay, think about what they just said. Twenty three years. So twenty nine. Like twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're aging, okay. man. In this industry, so, we're always twenty five. Right. So I got a question. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know from both of you what would be your opinions, or what do you see is the part that dooms so many amazing bands that just can't stay together come apart yeah, yeah. and and the bands like like you guys or even like a U2 that are able to continue to make mu- music and stay together like a Rolling Stones mm-hmm. what what have you guys found that are some of the things that you've had to do that have helped you stay together and what are some of the things that you've also watched that tear people apart that you we, guys didn't want to I mean have? dude you you'd be surprised there's bands <clears throat> huge bands they they don't even speak to each other. They don't even talk to each other, and then they're on tour. And all right. the only time they see each other is that hour and a half, two hours that they play. Really? And they, they'll, yeah. they'll, I've seen bands. They'll 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 stay at different hotels. Wow. They'll fly differently. They hate each other, but mm. they're in a business together. <clears throat> and so you know, we we went through our thing. You know, dude. Once we've had we, our ups and downs. Yeah, for once, sure. We're from the neighborhood. Like we never thought we'd leave San Diego and and have this kind of success. We were, we just love playing music. And then you know when you kind of hit that mainstream and a little bit of success. Everybody's a yes man. Everybody's telling you this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. We, you know, we. You know, we. We. Some of us get prideful. We get little egos. It just. It's kind. Kind of happens. You know. I don't mean. I don't think we're not egomaniacs. But at the time, it was like we felt like we were on top of the world, and we stopped right. communicating mm. with each other. And then Damn. it was like. You, you, and then when someone else speaks for you, like a manager <laughs> or an A and R or somebody, and they're like, you know, they just kind of plant things and negative stuff, and then. Whatever you're having a bad day, and all of a sudden, you know, you you just act on those emotions rather than do this is my brother for life. This is something we created, and then yeah, a lot of times egos get in the way. And so we've had our ups and downs, and now we now that we're all back together, I think we focus on that a little bit. You know, we still have our problems, but it's at the end of the day, like we lo- we love each other. You know, what right. family doesn't have problems? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know a single one. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what family means in Latin: problems. Yeah, problems. Exactly. <laughs> no, you know, it's interesting that he says that. It's, it's an interesting question that you asked, Steve, because I've read the bi- uh, biographies or histories, or I don't know what you want to call it, of the Eagles. 
mm-hmm. and Pink Floyd, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And these are two amazingly successful bands mm-hmm. at a level, uh, you know, maybe I wouldn't say they're as, as big as P.O.D., but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, right? But those are bands where at a certain point, the people in those bands couldn't be at the same hotel together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're, mm-hmm. they're making money hand over fist. I mean, I'm an attorney, so I can say shit like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're making money hand over fist, and they understand that. They also have a passion for the art. Those aren't necessarily mutually exclusive things. Yeah. Right. Okay? Okay. But at the same time, they, and some of the problems bet- between them are, they might be personality problems, but also some of them are strangely personal slights that from the outside you might not fully get. But mm. when you're in it and you're dealing with it or mm. whatever it is, it hurts really bad for you. And so you're just trying to figure out a strategy to keep it together, which might include I can't I can't be at the hotel with this guy. I can't see Joe <laughs> oh, Walsh. Right. I can't see Joe Walsh fucking around with a chainsaw and a fucking thing anymore. I'm trying <laughs> to fucking be serious here. Yeah, right. Or or Joe Walsh's perspective, which is like I can't take Don Henley's fucking like uptight asshole fucking moves, yeah. and I'm gonna fucking carve up this fucking hotel room because I'm trying to have fun because it's called rock and roll, motherfucker. Right, yeah, right, no, right, that, right, there, right. There, there definitely go. is that. There is, um, there's a five, there's five things they they say break up artists. I want to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. In no particular order. Mm-hmm. Right. Money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Songwriting. Right. Women. Mm. <sighs> Managers, right, and uh, there's one more. Uh, did I say songwriting already? Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, fame, well, celebrity ego. Anything? No, yeah. no, it, it, it's it's business it, it, in, the, it, in regards to business, yeah. And I, I multi level market, I don't know, I don't have that one. I'm not gonna BS and publishing. say, Oh, I know, no, publishing, but that's song songwriting for sure. Okay. So, that's um, what almost broke up the Jonas Brothers. Well, <laughs> well, well, you gotta Luckily understand. They worked it out. Yeah, so. uh, thank <laughs> God. No. And you know, actually, you that, we all dodged a bullet on that. I know you mentioned you two. Mm-hmm. That's been a big inspiration for our band. Yeah, if you really. look at a band like us, we've seen a lot of trends come and go. Right. And we're still here. We're like a freight train. We're still chugging along. <laughs> but when we look at bands like you two, those are the bands that inspire us. And yeah. whether you're up or down, and you can't. I can't talk to this guy right now. Mm-hmm. You learn to give each other space, and, right. and you learn to not hold I, I, what I think is a grudge. Yeah. When you hold a right. grudge, that's when animosity starts to build, mm-hmm. and then you're like sitting there going like, mm, and you shouldn't do that. That's why lately I've always said, let's just get it out of the table, dude. Because if not, <laughs> we're gonna build up some tension, and it's resentment. Yeah, right. And then, and then I'm like stewing on it. I can't stand that dude. Right. You know what I mean? And and what's interesting about what you're saying is is that when you're in that frame of mind, the other person might not know what's going on with you. And the way they're behaving, when you're in that frame of mind, you start interpreting that way. I remember. Oh, what is it? It's drugs. Drugs. Um, All right. Sobriety. Right. So so those are the five things. And I think with our band, we're grounded in faith. We're not poster children for any particular faith. We We believe in the Almighty, mm-hmm. powerful, and I think Sonny. I, I like to give him more credit than I give myself, but <laughs> but he he de- he's definitely way more grounded than I am, right? With that that stuff, I I think, and um, but there's some inspiration that's there. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can look at Sonny and be like, ah, you know, and and the thing is, I think that's where the respect. There's boundaries where a lot of bands that we talk to, they're trying to pick hit on their guy's oh, wife yeah, we've seen and and they're trying to crazy, do all this yeah. stuff within the band right and, and then it's just like 
thank God, knock on wood. Right. We haven't had though that type of problem. Yeah. We've had other ones, but that's those are big deals. Right. It's like you know, I heard a. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, I heard some stories with some other bands. I don't. I'm not even gonna mention, yeah, but yeah, that. that they had to kick out a, a, a member because he was going after his wife the whole time. Yeah, that's crazy. That's when, and you're trying to trust your, everyone's like we're a yeah, traveling caravan. That's ca- like caravan, dude. That that's that's at the. That's what you know, it happens all the time. It, dude, but what's crazy about fuck, that is dude. is is generally speaking, like if you're in a successful, even a, not even a successful, you just got a band in a garage. You got opportunities. You don't need yeah. to steal your brother's chick. <laughs> like what the fuck? But that's yeah, anywhere. That's low. As you get older and you're single, you can date girls that say that they're getting a divorce. Or that they're this and that, and then they're really lying. You know what? I mean, I mean that's that in any profession. Be. That's in any profession. Yeah. You could be a doctor. You could be. I mean, I hear you. But there's I... scumbag guys yeah. that don't have the courage to go get their own chick, and they'll. Hey, but a lot of that comes, like you said, with drugs. A lot of these yeah. guys are. Oh messed up, yeah, right? dog. You've seen yeah. them. Yeah. Once they're yeah. messed yeah. up, yeah. there's. Yeah. It's all out the window. Yeah, but listen, I mean? I'm gonna go one even one step further. <laughs> oh, there's a kind of guy. That wants the chick that he can't have, and that's why he's going after is. his buddy's chick. That's whack. But yeah. and I mean, that's yeah, true. Yeah, There's some guys that that's yeah. what they're. What, I, their what I was getting to with our band is there's oh, always yeah. been this certain level, and and I would I would attest that that has to do with our faith, sure, and our brotherhood, like, and I, I think and, I think our upbringing, you yeah. know, our, and our right. culture, you know what I mean, like where we're from. Uh, there's just certain things you don't you don't do, you know right? I mean? To a lot of these rock and roll bands, it's like. This guy, they can do whatever they want. No one's going to tell them no. All right, well, let's mm-hmm. get down to brass tacks. Yeah. We've okay. we've all been really yeah. gentlemen here and very <laughs> nice, but let's get down real. Sonny, who's the artist that you met? And you can it can be any field, mm-hmm. music, whatever, where you were like, man, that now that's somebody I admire, and that really meant a lot to me that I've met and talked to that person. It's mm-hmm. probably maybe the same for Marcos too. When we first met Santana, that was like Carlos. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. that was, he was a, you know he's legendary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, for us to even be on the same stage was like, dude, this is this is surreal, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, I remember we met Sting in an elevator. That was, <laughs> that was cool. we we were. What we was were, that like? We were we were in Germany <laughs> and we were actually going to the Rock and Ring Festival where Santana and they were playing, and uh, we checked in us our crew guys and uh, we said let's meet let's meet downstairs. We get to the elevator and it opens up and Sting's right there with his bass on his back like a backpack. Oh no right. way! And we were talking <laughs> like, like, like Sting, yeah, right? Yeah. But we were talking like you know like kids like oh we're so excited as soon as that opened up and we all recognize him. And we got in the we got in the we elevator. We walked in the it. elevator all slow and no one said anything. Yeah, we were like quiet. We're like we're in the elevator. It got super with quiet and then it was love that had the nerve. He just turns around and he's like. Dude, big fan, man. And then he puts out his hand. Yeah. Sting shakes his hand. As soon as Sting stuck his hand out, we all put our hands <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? Of course. So, yeah. you know, for us, the police, the guys like that, you know. Yeah, isn't that amazing, Steve, that, like, no matter how big you get, you can get into that weird, yeah. like, uh, You know, it's so funny, dude, that you guys say that because I've been around a lot of yeah. um, a lot of uh, celebrity, you know, in my life. And this is morning... Um, a friend of mine's cutting an album with one of my favorite artists, right? Uh, a rapper from Sacramento named Mozzie. Like, I fucking love this dude's music. <laughs> and I'm watching, like, the video today, yeah. and I'm, like, telling Chumon, I'm like, dude, oh, I gotta meet this dude. Yeah. Like, I'm all, like, I'm all, like, giggling, and I don't even get you, like yeah, that. Yeah, anyway. yeah. But certain I do want to say, certain people, yeah. right? But, dude, you know what, man? It's funny that you bring up Sting and you bring up the police yeah. just because... Maybe two weeks ago, I was listening to a song, and it just brought me back to what, how important the police are. Oh, oh yeah, oh, music, come on, right? Yep. And what a like next level 
lyric writer that fucking yeah, yeah, Sting yeah. is, dude. Like, <laughs> right. Sting is a, is that he's not he's a musical genius. Yeah. He's up there in musical Poli- genius. Police is yeah. police. That's one of those bands where you already know they're great and everything, right? And you listen to them and whatever, and then the day that you decide to listen to them again, it sounds oh, it's yeah, it's so it blows your fucking mind because it's <laughs> yeah. so tight. Like, yeah. like yeah. it's clean and 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 not a lot of bands can get away with not overdoing it. Yeah, yeah, right. Dude. I mean, all that. But even, all three of them are mm-hmm. just yeah. so yeah. good, man. Yeah, there's a lot of really space right. in the police's music. Right, and that takes a lot of courage and maturity say, yeah. and right? a lot of faith. Yeah. That's true. You got to have confidence to have space in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so Margos, what about, I know, okay, listen, and I'm going to ask you this and you're going to say, motherfucker, I just said Santana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so taking Santana off the table. Dead or alive? No. <laughs> well, maybe they are dead. <laughs> yeah. Whoever you met. Have you met a guitarist? Mm. Is there like, did you ever like bump fist with BB King and you're like, man, the fucker that was BB King? <laughs> uh, we did see him in Memphis. You know what? Though. I love BB King. <laughs> that yeah. I do. I, uh, Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Yeah, oh, yeah. damn. Love That's another yeah, yeah, band yeah. where you're like, they're good, and yeah. then you listen to them and you're like, nah, they're really yeah. fucking good. And, right. You know that story? We were playing a show in San Francisco. It was I don't know if it was Ozfest or if it was a radio show. I don't remember, but Wav drummer comes in and goes dude you're not gonna believe who's here and i'm all who he's all kirk hammock and large lars and um <laughs> and uh, bob rock the producer yeah. and i was like where he's like dude come out but you know you got to keep your cool <laughs> so i grow i'm going out there like out of the trailer like okay i don't want to be like you know come on that's the reason i even play guitar yeah, dude right yeah, like yeah. metallica like come on santana but dude so i i end up going out there and i see him and I'm like, hey, what's up, Kirk? How you doing, man? Trying to be all cool. You're trying to be man. cool. And I shake hands with him. I don't even think he'll remember this because that was the only time I really <laughs> ever met him. But And we're hanging. He's got a corona. And I'm sitting there, and, and I'm trying to kick it. Everyone just talk, loves doing most of the talking. Yeah. And he c- comes down because he's a little, you know, obviously taller than me. And he, and he whispers in my ear, hey, man, you do some pretty cool shit, dude, mm. as a guitar That's player. So sick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Can I get this on record? Yeah. Can I get this recorded? Yeah. But, but, but in my brain, I went back to the to the trailer. I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe what Kirk Hammett yeah. said to me. Mm. I mean, those are things, you know, you go back to your childhood, you save money to go buy Master Puppets on cassette, dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. From Kmart. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and I was like, what the heck, man? And. That that's one of those moments. Right, that's a beautiful moment. Yeah. Hey, can I ask a question? What what was your guys the first album you bought? Well, I, I I it's up there. I, mean, I would think it's either Metallica's Master of Puppets. I bought because I saved like ten bucks. You know, Kmart had the little glass with yeah. all the tapes, and you'd yeah, have to yeah. open it to get your tape. <laughs> I know. I think I walked to the store and bought that tape. That's one of the first that I bought on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents gave me cash to go, you know, buy albums and stuff. But this was the first one that I earned the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm buying Master of Puppets. Mm. For me, it was that in, um, I want to say, White Snake's album. What's, oh, the, what's Steel shit. of the Night? Was that the one that, uh, Here I Go Again on my yes. own? Oh, I fucking love that song, bro. <laughs> that album, I don't care anybody says, is badass, dude. <laughs> These guys trip on me because I bought, I bought a vintage shirt with that album cover on. Yeah! And I was like, heck yeah, dude. I'm from the hood, but dude, 
We listen to everything from Depeche Mode to White Snake and yeah, I love yeah, Depeche Mode yeah. all the way to Zap. You know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was your first? first? There you go. Uh, <laughs> but it was I mean, Steel of the Night was the song that got me hooked, man. In yeah, the Steel of the Night. I listen to different musics, but my own money, I remember buying, a, I bought a seven inch, uh, does that Devo Whip It? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. seven inch, yeah. And then uh and then the first cassette tape I bought was uh was a Billy Idol Rebel Yell. Okay. Oh, I mean, come on, bro. That's <laughs> Billy Idol. Hell and I don't yeah. know, like I don't know why. Idol. I think I, it's just maybe it was popular at the time and I liked the song, you know, but But you know what? Back then everybody was making mixtapes. Mm. So I had friends that had albums that I, I didn't have and they yeah. they I go, Hey, record me all these songs. Right, right. And then I'd get a you know those Memorex, mem- yeah. Memorex yeah, tape, Memorex. And, then, and then you had all With the that songs dude listed. In the chair. Oh, yeah. And about oh, thank you so much. And I had a tape that I can rock. All that. Yep. Yeah. All right, hold on a second. Uh, our intern just handed me Sonny's old tape. Here it is. I'm gonna play it for us. Here we go. <laughs> is that the one you bought? <laughs> on a seven inch. Yeah. 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 Yep. But later, did, did how he good not, is that? Did, he didn't know this, but when he had his really long dreads, he yeah. was he was whipping it good. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I had know. that album. I had that album. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I dude. I don't no, know what was on the like flip a plastic but... planters on their head. How yeah. about this? Yeah. If you get the Goodfellas soundtrack, you also get to hear this. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. Have you listened to this? Goodfellas soundtrack. It's an interpretation of a song that you already know is done by Devo, but it's an interesting interpretation. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever heard this. Listen to this. Jesus Christ. This is great. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Heavy, right? Yeah. I've heard that. Yep. Only reason why I know it is because I was such a big fan of Goodfellas that I fucking bought the soundtrack oh, and listened to that it? thing too. That's Diva. Yeah, Can't get no, no satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Their it's own the, interpretation. I got Now I got another question. Go. Um... What was starting with you? What was the first concert you were ever at? Ooh, Pat Benatar. Uh, I won tickets <laughs> on a Rock 105. I mean, Rock 101 is the classic rock station. They had a metal show. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I you know, I come from a Christian Catholic, like Christian home. And so sure. the music that I liked was, was you know, taboo. It was like of the devil and stuff. <laughs> oh, so my mom, my was mom was serious. like. And, you know, in the neighborhood, I grew up in in Logan, National City, Chula Vista. Mm-hmm. All the homies were like, yo, do you like that white boy music, yeah, dude? Yeah. That's devil music. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I, I do, I do. So <laughs> turn that shit off and load this gun. <laughs> yeah, and, like, what's the problem? And that's when Night Stalker was out. Yeah. Killing oh, people. Yeah. yeah, ACDC. ACDC. I love ACDC. Yeah. Me too. So I would have to say I, I got tickets to uh, Death Angel, Testament, and Sabotage. And that yeah. was at the California that's Theater. Heavy downtown san diego oh. and i got there and I, I didn't have long hair and everybody was all long hair wavy you know yeah. style yeah. you know the cut you know that oh. that whole sa- style came back so that would probably be like my first real metal concert because my mom took me to some like some cheesy christian concerts mm-hmm. you know, did you church. ever go to see striper <laughs> yeah. and i was like, striper? like uh i didn't get to see him but i saw them way later right striper because you know they were like the band I could listen to. Right, right. And, you know, I went, Mom, I think the first concert she took me to was Petra. Yeah. Oh, Petra. <laughs> and she was like, isn't this good, mijo? And I was like, this is whack. But, yeah. but, I, but, but they're I a great rock. band. But at the time, I wasn't in that you Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah. something. The same way I didn't like Kiss either. Because Kiss looks so edgy. Yeah. And I was thinking, this is going to be heavy, man. And then right. when I heard it, it was like, 
Come what on. is this crap, man? You know, right. Like, like no, you thought it was going to be scary. Like Slipknot or something yeah, back yeah. then with all the makeup and everything. Uh, and dude, my girlfriend. So I was disappointed. I won't say know. her last name. My first girlfriend in my entire life. Listen, I love my wife. I love my wife. My first girlfriend in my life, uh, Carol, she was a big Kiss fan. Man, <laughs> and she, uh, man I, lo- I mean, that was, uh, it was great. Easy, bro. Sorry. But my first hey, hey, concert yeah. and my first album. Go ahead. We're both Kiss. I oh. Double, I double play. Hey, I'm just saying was, this, I, I was young, bro. No, no. I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah. hating hey, on Kiss. Yeah. No. I just got, let's get on the record. Hey, no, 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 no. We actually opened for you guys. No, no, no. Marcos we, is right. They looked scarier than they actually sounded. Yeah, All right? Yeah. yeah. All right, the, the, the blood like, coming out of the mouth, the bass, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. Now, when I saw them... There what wasn't a whole lot of it going on. I was yeah. fucking 12 years old. Uh, and I went to that concert in Double Platinum. So that was my first. All right, you're up. What yeah, was your first your con- con- I can't remember if it, um, which which one was the first one. But uh, speaking of the police, my, my dad took me to the police. Because they were big reggae fans, too. And that, wow. that yeah, was, yeah, had that right well. But yep. at the time, um, I, I didn't know the band. You know, I just knew the, the songs. And uh, Oingo Boingo opened up for Dead them at the time. Dead Man's Party. Oh. But... They actually played a police song while opening up for him, and I remember looking at my dad and I said, "Is this this the police right. song?" Oh, I love that. that. So how, imagine how crazy you must be to play the headliners one of their songs. Wow! But I don't remember if it was the police, if it was that concert, or if it was um, at the at the stadium. It was a Jefferson airplane, Jefferson Starship. Oh wow! Hey, Oingo Boingo featured in one of the greatest comedies of all time, Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> if you recall. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> what was from the school. dude from Oingo Boingo is probably one of the biggest oh, yeah. producers of soundtracks. He oh, scores yeah. movies. What's his name? Uh, Elfman. Danny Elfman. Elfman. Danny Elfman. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he every, did all. He did every all the movie. Dude, Tim Burton. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Tim Burton. Unbelievable, bro. All right, let's cut the shit. What concert did you go to first, Steve? What's Kiss. your Kiss? Oh yeah, he's a Steve. Civic uh, Auditorium. Oh, Blue Eyes. Your first concert? Uh, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. Ooh. How, 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 hey, how old were you? Were you wearing all the like, fucking black uh, shit with 12, the shield maybe? on it? Yeah. How, dude, you, yeah, okay. I was like, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, so that's the same time she was on Saturday Night Live. Mm. No. And she was Massage of the Grapes, Ahsoka no, the was, Cork. That was when oh, she was. You guys uh, ever seen that It was Miss Jackson if you're nasty. Uh, okay, okay. That's she was Miss Jackson. You guys got to watch that skit if you haven't seen it. Okay. Ahsoka the Grapes. Ahsoka the Grapes. Massage of the Grapes, Ahsoka the Cork. Oh, yeah. We need to check that out. I love it's that. hilarious. She's losing it. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. She's like, how do you Skit. become the best world's the, the world's best cork sucker? <laughs> That's an old Donny Johnny Dangerously, right? Wasn't that a bit on Johnny Dangerously that movie with um, what's his name where uh, the bad guy says everything like "ice hole, you ice hole, you cork sucker." <laughs> yeah, right. My mother hung me on a hook once. Yeah, <laughs> once. Oh, he pulled it up. Oh, yeah. What are you looking at? It's a funny skit, It's dude. a great skit. Right this way, folks. They're all Italians. You're now oh, entering the court. All right, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> including POD, is watching our engineer hands. watch a skit. Well, we prepare all the corks. <laughs> We're all watching him watch a skit, and he's laughing to himself. Any questions? <laughs> Janet. Yes? I've always actually wondered about that. How do you cork the bottles? Excellent question, Mabella. Mabella. As you can see, we are soaking <laughs> all the cocks in this room right now. We're soaking Jimmy all the corks. These three guys right here are some of the most talented cock soakers. Cock soakers. Anyways. Anyway. Dude. You got to watch hey, it. Hey, but I wanted to, to, to you know, yeah. tap in on what Sonny said. What, what does that tell you about 
the youth mind. Like, you know how many people know our songs but don't know the band? Right, right. right. It's like, oh, yeah. And, and as soon as it, that's you guys? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the song's bigger than the band. Right. And, right, and, yeah. um, and that's right. the trip, man. That goes to show you, like, you know, back then you were like, is this the police? And it was only go boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask know. you this. Let me ask you this, then. Let's go to the Youth of a Nation. Like, uh, what's the background of that song? How did it come about? Like, Ooh. what is it that people don't really know about that song? Ooh, that, that, that's got to, I mean, that's some real stuff right there. We yeah. were actually writing the album for Satellite, and we were on our in way Santee. to rehearse. Where? In Santee, California. A, yeah. I mean, it's East County, San Diego. Yeah. And we found this little spot where we could rehearse all day long and not get people tripping. And the, the label we had gotten signed, I mean, it was our second album on Atlantic. They were paying for everything. So yeah. we were able to go there like like a job. Every get day, coffee. Yeah. This, we're going to just we're going write. To write. It's like, this is our job. So we get in there. And I mean, on the way there, and we noticed people are zooming on the freeway, helicopters, mm-hmm. and there was a school shooting. There are, I mean, it's two it's, blocks away. Yeah. I mean, it's more common. That song's more relevant today than it was even then. I was going to ask right. you about um, that. Right. But there was a school shooting in Santee. This kid went ballistic and killed a bunch of his classmates. So we were feeling down and out. I started, but we have to write. And we know? have to write. So I started jamming on guitar and hit that note. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. And then we, it just was... Organically was yeah. was born, and that, and youth of the nation is about that sort of thing. Did you when you when okay so you go through all that you guys are artists and so on some level you're translating like what's going on in culture and you're and you're there for that purpose partially, and you're feeling what you're feeling when you hit those notes. Did you guys instantly at that moment start to sense like this is it? This is it's coming together. Well, it wasn't like. It wasn't planned. We just started. Right. I remember we started jamming, and then Wolf put the beat, and our producer may have been there. I'm not sure, but yeah, how and it? and we and then we just started saying, "Dude, we need to this talk is about we gotta, the we gotta, youth." Yeah. We, yeah, we need to talk about the youth, youth of the nation, and it just kind of just that, that's how it was so, born. So I think we might even did the top line right there, and it yeah. was different at the time, but we were like, "We are, we are," you know, the youth of the nation, right? And I hadn't written the verses yet until we got in the studio, but we knew that's what it was going to be about. Because we, when we were independent, we would we were touring on our own in a little van and trailer. When Columbine happened in Colorado, right. uh, we you know we would play underground, and a lot of those kids would come to our shows too. And I remember we we ended up doing a show right after that. There was kind of a, a benefit for the mm. you know Littleton, for, for, that's right, yeah, Littleton for the the young people to come out and have some fun, and we threw a show. So we somehow we've always kind of been connected, and it's always been on the back burner. Just this idea of you know whatever the young kids are going through mm-hmm. and so that day when that happened two blocks down from us it just set the whole tone and we we're like we're gonna write a song about you it know, triggered gun violence and the birth of that song yeah and let me ask you this now here we are so many years later and like you said it's more relevant maybe the problem that you guys saw then is worse now than it was before yeah. 20 years later what is what, it's how very, do you guys it's extremely it, complicated man without getting too political yeah. it's to me like i told sonny this the other day look I'm all for Second Amendment rights, right. but I'm also for regulations. Right. You know, and people that are crazy in the head shouldn't be. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get too deep, but it's a complicated thing. It's just numbers. The more guns there are on the streets, the more there's going to be violence. Right. And if you think about it, my buddy, we have friends in Europe and friends in other places. They're like, dude, you're going to continue to see this type of problem because guns are easily accessible and, and people are losing their 
their damn minds. Dude. Right. So they think, well, you know what? They should. It ain't nothing gun, to go yeah. shoot somebody and then I'll just shoot myself. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I, this and I, and like, look, the, and because I know you guys have your own specific thoughts and views and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I'm gonna say this is for me. Mm-hmm. All right. This is Chumahambo, American Indian, uh, elegant barbarian. <laughs> Uh, and whatever so robot, right. robotic, yeah, robotic, robotic. Wait a minute, what kind of barbarian? Right, <laughs> elegant. <laughs> elegant. Uh, here's the thing, though. Like I do, me personally, I say it. It is time to get political. We've, ch- I, in my personal view, I've looked at it a little bit and said, like, we tried to. And look, I'm a fan of the Second Amendment as well. But we've tried to do a sort of like compromise. We've been doing compromising now for like 25 years, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, and it's just me saying this, right? Okay. So, and I'm saying it is, I think there does come a point in time, just like in certain countries, which I won't go into, but there's a time where you have to stand up and say, you know what? This is, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. We can't have this. Same thing with the police. There's certain police mm-hmm. things that happen. Now, look, I understand it's a tough job and I ain't against it. Somebody's got to do it. Mm. The flip side is George Floyd also showed us that you can't go below a certain threshold. Like there's a zero level. There's a standard that we all have to maintain mm-hmm. as a community. Mm-hmm. And that goes yeah. for our kids too, right? Sure, man. But once again, go ahead. Who's who's to say Go ahead. who's going to teach these people these things? What like, do you mean? Like what I mean is it's like hatred's taught, right? That's right. Um ignorance is taught. Is a lot of times, but they're no ignorance that they're not taught. They're, they're just they just don't know no better. Well, but, that is a type of teaching. But it, yeah, mm. it is. You're right. So, I think like I tell, and I'm not trying to get political here, but the the, <laughs> the middle ground, yeah, is what's lost in this country. Mm-hmm. And and the problem is, is everyone wants to be right, and everyone goes too far to the left or too far to the right. As Americans, we're supposed to work together. Uh, okay. Don't well, you think? I don't know. Look, I'm an American Indian. Yeah. All right. And this is what I'm well, if you're say. Chicano, you kind of are, but without. without I agree with that. You know by I mean? the way, I'm. Da- I believe that. Yeah. Uh, every Chicano that I encounter, I think of as a red brother, mm-hmm. right? But everyone's individual in terms of how they think about what their thing is. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: without going into what I think America's supposed to do necessarily, because I don't really know. Yeah. Right. It's a wide open thing. Right. We got this constitution. Well, we got a comp- a constitution that's set in my mind, ideals mm-hmm. about freedom and rights and being an individual that I think are worth working towards, mm-hmm. right? And, so, and, and slavery is an example where it's like that ideal that we have written down on the paper is not matching up with what's going on in practice. Mm-hmm. And slavery, yeah, I think, is a good one to talk about in the sense, so it takes it out of us feeling too political, but <laughs> slavery is one of those ones where there is no compromise on that. Mm-hmm. There's no right and left right, of slavery. Right. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> like, where yeah. you, you, you know, and they try to a little bit. There That's... isn't. So when I, and, and I don't, this is just me. I also think that this, there isn't a, I think we're actually more leaning right now than we've ever leaned in our entire lives. And I don't believe that there's a real left. I think that we have a left that's trying to control how people talk a little bit. And I think that's the worst kind because it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Politically correct is not a good bargain. You keep all the money and you just don't say certain things. It's not a good bargain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that like mm-hmm. we used to have a left back in the 60s, back at MLK, Malcolm X, guys that really laid their shit on the line. Mm-hmm. In fact, Steve and I were just having a conversation about Gandhi. 
mm-hmm. right? As we were walking up getting coffee, and we were talking about how far away that seems now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Right now, we've all kind of like tried to get to this quote unquote middle ground, but when you really look at the middle ground, like post Reagan, and this is just Chumahan, so don't mm. blame anyone else for this. <laughs> right? But you look at the middle ground from post Reagan and all that stuff, even in California, it actually looks more to the right to me than it does center at all. And, and then when we think like, oh, we got to fight to the center, because we've all been nudged to the right, when we go to the center, it's going to be center right. Mm. And I feel like this country can't excel into the 21st century with the stuff that's going to be happening. You guys have seen the music industry just completely change, yeah. right? And, and, and in a certain way. And, in, and because of that, the way things are going to continue to change in the future, especially for money, art, and all that stuff, right? Bitcoin, like all that mm-hmm. shit's not yeah. going away. NFT. 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 I mean, right. how many people have already been at you guys about NFT? Yeah, we've been talking about it. Fucking billionaires. What are you doing? Do you want to be rich or not? No, right. Yeah. I got it. So everybody's hitting me with that shit. <laughs> then, 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 okay. But my point is, is that I think we do need... Like, and you guys talk about faith, like, there's a certain aspect of, and this is just me talking, so don't give everyone else <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of hard No time. judgments, man. You can judge me. I'm cool with that. I yeah. like being judged, personally. <laughs> I'm like, fuck Keeps it. Keeps me accountable. I'm not it? even trying not to. Maybe <laughs> if you judge me, and now I know where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. It says more about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my point is, is that, you know, from what I understand about Christ's teaching, a lot of those things, some people would consider very to the left. Mm. Right? Very to the left. But the people that push it are very to the right. 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 That's it's true. so crazy. Right. But that to me signals a responsibility on my part to say, no, 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 no. The left must reclaim what was always theirs. You're not the arbiter of spirituality. Right. Right? You're right. not the one. Well, here, here's a Go saying. Ahead. Here's Go a ahead. quick saying, man. Do it. For middle ground's sake. Go ahead. It's not about being right, it's about doing what's right. And I think a lot of people don't have no damn common sense. Yeah. So, you know, hey, man, I'm going to I need my guns and my bazookas and my tanks so that I can overthrow the government. Just like, it's like, look, dude, the government's way more overpowered anyways. Right. So w- what do you need it for? For real? Because then you're the same crazy guy that's pissed off and you're going to go in the middle of uh, Island and Jay right here and you're going to shoot up everybody because yeah. you're pissed off at the world because you got a bazooka and it's your American right. Right. Why why can't we regulate that? We can. I know, but there's a lot of people. You know that, what drives me crazy? You're right. You're 100% right. And here's the thing. We can regulate cars. Nobody's tripping on exactly. a car. Right? Seatbelts. Like, <laughs> oh, do you remember when they tried to put seatbelts in? There was a contingent of people yeah. who were like, I'm an yeah. American. If I yeah, want yeah, my yeah. brains to fucking yeah. blah, blah. And now no one even trips on but it. But wearing a helmet. 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 And motorcycle, yeah. So I think like, what Marco said, though, too, man, it, it really does, for me... I don't try to get into debates and arguments and everybody's making it this issue, this issue. Mm-hmm. I think you hit it on the head, though. It really just comes down to doing what's right. And, right. and, and, and we, we sh- it should be common sense that, dude, we, we don't murder. We don't steal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, not, we're not doing these things, but it's kind of a free-for-all lately. And so for me, I, I, again, just raising my own family, I'm trying to raise my kids to be decent human beings. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, not... Not Republican, not not Democrat, right? Not see color, and even whatever. Yeah, this country is based on a lot of horrible things that have happened in this history. Mm-hmm. But right. are we just gonna stay stay there? No, or are we just gonna yeah. And so even for my kids, like dude, it's just raising decent human beings to do what's right, to love God, and that's when you. It's funny you mentioned Christ because 
sometimes when people look at scriptures of the Bible and they think this is this is just too many rules, right? But even Jesus in his last day when he's breaking bread with his with his boys, he even tells them he said, "You know what? After they had this experience with Jesus, see him do all these things, right? They know what kind of person he is." He said, "Man, if you could just do one thing, you know, if you cuz you're probably going to forget all the cool things that we did together and mm. things that you've seen and that I've taught you, you're probably going to forget but if you can just do this one thing, he said, love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love each other like you love yourself. Mm. Now, if we can follow that one rule for all of mankind, there would not be wars. There wouldn't be all these religious differences. There wouldn't be color. There wouldn't be any of these things because we we would just love each other. Mm. I would take care of you the same mm-hmm. way I would take care of me. And if you were taking care of me like yeah. you take care of yourself, then we're in a good place. But you, now— You know what? What I will say to that, and I think that's a great point, and I think you're right. And but I'm a little I, I mean, you know, just my personality, I'm always a little bit like analytical and argument. That's mm-hmm. just my personality, yeah. right? <laughs> You're skeptical. I'm not even just that. I'm just I mean, like I'm so skeptical that I won't even allow you to say I'm skeptical. Like, nah, I, don't know about that. Nah, I wouldn't call it skeptical. No, but you know what's interesting? Another thing that I do take with me uh, from the scriptures is that there was one time that Christ got pissed off. Yeah. What was that time? When he, when he turned over the tables and he, he got a rope and he made it into a whip. It's be, but it's because they were using the name of God mm-hmm. to, for their agenda. You listen. I mean? And that happens today. That's religion. Mm-hmm. Listen. That's religion. politics, too. That's politics. Listen. Yeah. So listen to that. <laughs> so, so it's true what Sonny said, which is like, listen, guys, you just got to love God. With our, but there was one time that Christ was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and that was. That was some. Bush dude yeah, tried to yeah, come up yeah, in there, right? Yeah. They were changing money in the temple. Yeah. And Christ made a whip out of a fucking rope and yep. turned over the tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went nuts when people were trying to make money off of, uh, off of God's name, essentially. Yeah. Because they were coming to they were coming to Jerusalem to to bring their offerings. And so you think about all these 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 cats from traveled days to get to Jerusalem, but then these religious leaders, you know, they weren't bringing the doves with them, you know, sacrifice the little lambs, whatever. All of a sudden, they came into town, and what what you can get a, say you can get a dove for a buck, all of a sudden they're selling it for five bucks because they're they're taking advantage of these people that made this this trek and this, you know, this right to, to get there. And this is this is my life. This is my right. faith. I need to be forgiven. Right. And, and they were bringing, charging they're them bringing and their stuff, offerings right? and they're charging. They're right. using the God against yeah, their own faith. Price gouging. That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, That's straight up. Like, dude. I like the, the hotels do yeah. when the Super Bowl comes. Oh, exactly. Right. Right. Or when they these want rooms, you to park. I'm like, what? Yeah, these rooms that are normally twenty nine ninety nine go for three thousand bucks right, for the Super, right, right. Super Bowl. And just just but you know what, dude? That's just human nature. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to be right. And they, they and I call it. There's a term for it. It's called dead right. Oh, this person just wants to be dead right. They're, yeah. they're sitting in flat wrong, but they want to be dead right. Mm. And you're like sitting there going, "Dude, what's wrong with this guy?" Mm. Right. They're telling you that the sky's red when That's it's evident that it's blue. <laughs> and you're right. like. What is yeah. wrong with you, man? Yeah, like, but see, dude. that's what we got in politics. Right. And nobody wants to listen to nobody else. Yeah. Everyone wants... It's like, what's the best solution for the people of America? Yeah, for mankind. Mm. And, 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 you know, that's complicated, but it's common sense, dude. One plus one equals two. If there's all these shootings going on, what do we got to do as a people 
to get closer to getting this resolved? Well, I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, that uh, I have been called uh, by some of the people on the ground, and they needed a point of clarification. When Sonny was referring to doves uh, in the biblical story, he was actually referring to actual doves, not the same kind of doves that Big Lepke was referring to mm. as proper doves. All right? <laughs> so just understand <laughs> what they— Big Lepke. Uh, yeah, Big Lepke, when yeah, he talks yeah. about proper doves, he's talking about something <laughs> else. <laughs> Oh. When Sonny's talking about doves, he's actually talking about real doves. Peace. That's funny, dude. There's so <clears throat> let me interpretation, guys. That's yeah, another yeah. problem. <laughs> no, I, so I, go ahead, Steve. Please. No, I, I I think that I think that we've all been asking ourselves a lot of questions about a lot of the craziness that's yeah. been going on. But I think that <clears throat> with everything that's just happened with this pandemic, mm. we've all gotten a pause time to really look mm -hmm. at these things, you know, and really let them catch up with you and. That's what I want to ask you guys right now is, you know, you guys are musicians. Uh, I would imagine with the amount of touring that you guys both have done in your career, POD, that this is a huge source of your income. I would just imagine oh, yeah. that this oh, is how yeah. you guys live. So tell me, like, I want you guys to kind of like this pandemic hit. Mm. Touring's <sighs> over. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you can't go yeah. cut an album and sell it. You're in the middle of panic. Where? So what happens with guys like you? What were what where were the start? Yeah, what were where, the where give me the pros and the yeah, cons? Yeah. I don't see people don't see that. You know, I mean they see they, they see POD as uh man, I see you guys on TV, magazines. Oh, you guys, guys are rich. Guys are sold, and, yeah, yeah right. millions of records. Like, dude, yeah. the, the only ones rich is the label. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And we and we we miss that. You know, there's bands that got those $10 million, $20 million deals, and they did all these things. We miss that. We, we are a hardworking, blue-collar band. And now that people don't buy records, well, that's why we tour 13 months out of the year, because we don't we don't tour, we don't eat. <laughs> 13. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, 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 which which in, in turn before was like, man, we tour so much. It's like, dude, we're killing ourselves. And so when the pandemic hit, it was like, it was actually kind of a blessing to be home, mm. thinking that it was two months. But now that right, over a year's right. gone, you know, we're all living off savings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because right. because we're not touring. Right. But people don't see it that way. You but know? we had some momentum going. We were yeah, selling was, out shows all over Europe, all over South America. It was, it was, when we, pandemic hit. No, no, be, right, right before. before. Right, right before. We, we had worked, plans we, to keep going. We, right. worked our, going. we worked our butts off in 2019. Now, does this momentum, does the momentum that was carrying, is that momentum, does that fire go out? Did mm. that fire go out? Is there a way I to hope make not. it? Well, no, look well, at these It's dudes. complicated. No I, I know I, I keep saying that it's complicated, but it yeah. is because what happens is who wants to go to a show if they're still scared to go be in public? Yeah. Right. So then we're yeah. right there. Hey, come on out. Watch us play, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's either right. going to be like over the top and yeah. everyone's there or they're going to be like, mm, or you're, Or, you know, your your person that lives paycheck to paycheck and then going to a concert is a luxury. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and now it's like, oh, oh dude, I got to yeah. keep my lights on. I mean, on the higher well, I'm, I'm on needs. Needs. <laughs> yeah, Right. Exactly. Oh, right. So, the, the, so that could go either way. Yeah. yeah because I mean, you could be just as popular, but now the people just can't get to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Or that advice for the, So what are some of the... So let me start with you. What are some of the positive and negatives of this pandemic that that through this pandemic? What are some things that you've gotten? Tell me about this pandemic for you. What's a guy like you start? What's kind of happened? I mean, where'd you go? In I think this we were pandemic? talking about this earlier. You know, your perspective changes. I mean, obviously, when I thought it was two months, I was I was stoked. <laughs> I get to be at home with my wife and my kids. My kids are online school. This is great. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We went and stocked the fridge and. It was like, what am I cooking today? You know what uh, I mean? I'm uh, spending time with my family. Yeah. 
then you know a couple months go by and then and then tours start getting canceled and then then you start going down the rabbit hole of okay we're you know i got to provide i got all the what do i do um so you get caught up in that but but in the meantime because i knew i was going to have you know time on my hands you know not only did i spend time with my family but you know both of us we we tried to stay creative you know we worked on other music that we could do at home mm-hmm. you know what i mean um whatever just playing just really for me it's just more just playing catch up but uh i think i said this earlier where you know every time i go on tour i complain that we tour all the time and <laughs> i I'm, I'm always gone now i'm like realizing how much it is a part of my life you know what i mean right. it's a hate love relationship sure and uh and i really do miss it i mean i miss being with these guys um i just consider myself very lucky you know what i mean to be doing this almost 33 30 years later and like marco said you know we were selling out shows uh, all over europe um and that doesn't happen for everybody, you know what I mean? We, right, again, right, the, the right. guys that came out of the garage 30 years later, um, you know, to be able to still do what we love and people still appreciate it, um, you know, I think it's just firing us up for when we actually do get to tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh. Well, uh, so I want to ask about this because, like, I watched the Tina Turner documentary on HBO and all that stuff, and I love artists, man. Anime. Mm. Anime. Anime. Mm. If you die, I'll Anime. kill you. <laughs> the documentary, oh, listen, man. the documentary is amazing because it goes, you start to get some of the background of like, what was the history of the song? What's love got to do with it? You mm-hmm. find out it was the worst demo ever and that Tina hated that fucking song. And, but eventually it became her song. Right? But man, let me tell you something, man. Because I was singing about it. I was like, man, that's a middle-aged woman. She was 40 when she got real big and wow. got and started doing stadiums, right? Yeah. That, so think about at the time like if you went up to a record exec now and say hey I got a four year old black woman uh-uh. right they'd laugh in your face tell you get the fuck on out of yep, here maybe yep. I'll let you intern but the 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 but in in, in that was then she w- made mm. it to there and I watched this woman go out and one of the things that goes through my mind when I see this is I go what kind of what what does it feel like I'm being serious I ain't fucking around what <laughs> <laughs> What does it feel like to go out in front of a stadium-sized crowd and they are waiting to see you? I think uh, one of, I think the time I felt that the most was when we played Mexico City, oh. Estadio Azteca, the big soccer stadium, yeah. mm. and it was us direct support for the Chili Peppers. Damn. Dude! It was, it was just 65,000. Yeah. It was, it was just, 65? What no, is no, that? No, it was more Dude. than that. Was it? Yeah, it was like close to 100. Remember the whole yeah. stadium? Where do you guys... Wait, 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 listen, people are going to hate me for doing this. <laughs> it's like this. SEC football stadium. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, good. But they, I'm being selfish right now because I just I personally want to hear this. <laughs> Where are you guys before you go out on stage, right? Like, are you in the back room and you guys are just oh, like praying? We can like, tell what? you straight up. Go ahead. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll say a little prayer before we get it. Everybody remember your parts. God help us. You right. know? But, Can you but hear the crowd? Lyrics, parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't oh. say yeah, master. And then you'll have like a, you'll have like whoever's out there like VJing or whatever, and you know whatever. Pod, you guys ready? And then there's like, all right, it's on now, dude. Then <sighs> that's when your blood starts pumping. But after the first song. It's like yeah. any other show. Wait, like, like a wait. club show. It's like, God damn it. Yeah. I'm trying to produce this a little bit. Okay, before we get to that, because I okay. know that happens. Okay. All right, all right. Because listen, me included, Mr. Mrs. Earbuds ain't ever going to feel this in their goddamn life. He, <laughs> blue eyes. You never know. Say that, I, I know, I'm saying most. I didn't say oh. all. God damn. Now look, 
Blue Eyes just came in his pants. When he's listening to you because this is one of so his. He's not moving the computer. Yeah, one minute he, he was usually do he's doing his second job while we're filming, but he's this like, time oh, he's like, "Fuck oh, it, work oh, can oh, wait." Oh, oh, Jenny, right, yeah. Jenny, yeah. He's been watching porn the whole time. Jenny, oh, I was running. Oh, right. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you you playing. You hear the goddamn MCs like, "Are you guys right, brother?" And it's fucking a stadium, so it's it. You're feeling the sound, right? Yeah, it's not just you yeah, hear it; yeah. you feel it. it's like thunder. You can yeah. feel the wave of people talking, the chatter. It's like, <sighs> you know, like no, you that's just, amazing. Man. I mean, but it's disconnected for Sonny's sake. Go ahead. There's a good twenty feet from the stage down, yeah. and usually we're we're that band that's in the crowd, hardcore yeah. style, right. yeah. you know, and. We, you just have to go out there and just kind of do what you do. And we look at each other and go, okay, hit it. Yeah. And for me, nerve-wise, nerve if I'm uncertain about a part on guitar and we're playing a new song that we never played, yeah. that's when I'm like in shambles. Like, oh, if I mess this up, it's yeah. unforgiving. But the crazy thing, that night, we killed it. We were on fire. Of course. We were on fire. But Chili yeah. Peppers got up there and they had three false starts. This is for Shantae Flea. And it, it, it just goes to show you there. Anybody. Human, anybody. Anybody. And we were looking at him like, dang, I never thought. No, I'd I'm, see Chili Peppers. And then and then Anthony Kiedis was getting mad. He's yeah. turning around, what the hell are you guys doing, man? And I was like, yes, dude. Not in a bad way. I was just thinking, they're human just like us. Yeah, right. The next yeah. day in the paper, it said that P.O.D. stole the show. And, and I was just going to say, I don't know if I was more nervous for, you know, 100,000 people or yeah. playing in front of the Chili Peppers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. right. Okay. And then I remember playing. I look over and I see I see Flea leaning on uh, Trey's bass cabinet, just <laughs> yeah. watching him. And in my mind, you're just like that little school kid. Like, yeah. this is crazy. That is Freaking crazy. Flea is watching us play right now. I read know? his biography, his autobiography, mm -hmm. the first part of it. And that his story is actually amazing. But what I want to go to is now, Sonny, you're sitting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, you're down there. Now, is it like a tunnel? Like, is it like, like when they show in the movies and you're getting ready to go out in that stadium in Mexico City? Is it like a tunnel? <laughs> you mean tunnel vision? Or would we no, 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 no. You're nerves. actually physically walking through a tunnel? No, this was a. They had they had uh, uh, dressing rooms mm -hmm. and the trailers in the back, and so we you you can kind of you hear and see people. Mm -hmm. It's already going on. It's it's right over here, you know. Right, and, and when you go out, right, and and so these things are so big. There's no like curtain where the crowd no, shows up, right? Not. But you walk out, and does the crowd lifts up a little bit when they finally see the fucking performers coming, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No. What does that feel like? It's come amazing. on, don't bullshit me, man. Come on, bro. Like I said, we're lucky to do this thirty years later. <laughs> Hey. But but for me, it goes back to what we said earlier. Like I I I kind of turn off in a way. You know what I mean? Like That's remember we were talking about the shy guys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like I go and I get to be I get to be the singer of Pod. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, I look I I try my hardest to look in people's faces, but really it's just it's like one big. <laughs> It's a blur because hey, me, I'm, I'm in the zone. Yeah, and yeah. do you go to like one side and you're like, "Hey, over here!" Like, how loud can you yell? Or do you do any of that shit? <laughs> yeah, we've done it once we, in a while. <laughs> you know what it nah, is? It's know, more hip hop. Trying to do right. Put your hands up, and then right. you got all yeah, the people yeah. freaking doing that right. kind of thing. Or and we do, can control. We can control the yeah, bounce the or like right. Right. Yeah. we can break things down and right. like do it together. Yeah. Right. I think what's I think what's more nerve wracking than that, yeah, is when you're playing on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. It's very unforgiving if you mess up. Right. Oh, yeah. David up close. Letterman, all that it, stuff. It's live. Right. Live and TV. It's up close. And it's the cameras are right there. You don't have a hundred thousand people, you're, you, but you know you're you're a public. Millions like, of people watching. Hey, you know there's twenty million watching you, right? And you're <laughs> like, oh man, if yeah. I end up freaking recorded forever. Sure. And Dave Letterman, it's like thirty five degrees inside that studio yeah. back then because he liked it cold, mm -hmm. and so we're literally before and shivering. And then me, the nerves of like. 
you can't sing in ice cold. You're like your throat just it's, freezes up. It like, yeah. Is it is it kind of weird when you do like a Letterman? Is it weird that when he, does he come out and say, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And does it kind of oh, when it's time at to the, go? At there's the the, end. yeah, the, at, at the, the end. end. But they, when it's time to roll, it's yeah. like. And right now we did Jay Leno. We, we did, did it all. Yeah. They're like P.O.D. Once they say that, it's like it's on. Right. If you it's mess up, if you do something wrong. It's there's well, no think no about turning even back, Jay dude. Leno like we're behind literally behind the curtain and like we're looking at each other like his we're laughing like this is freaking Jay Leno you yeah. know yeah. We're, we're laughing and like but you're still nervous at the same time right because sure. like Marco says unforgiving it is very and then as soon as that you know welcome P.O.D. that curtain opens up and just oh, it, you man. just click it's man. just like just, this is what we do this is what we this do this is what we wanted we <laughs> got right. it dude. Yeah, yeah, we, you asked for we, it now you are but check this out dude go ahead you guys are from L A yeah that San Diego L A connection with the Chili Peppers yeah. In in Mexico City, yeah. right? It was huge. What's up man. with that? Worldwide makes, representing Cali, yeah. it makes total sense yeah. to me because you know what? That division, that boundary line, is artificial, man. Yeah, right. Like we are all on, on this land, this here Southern California, going all the way down into Mexico. Mm-hmm. Used to be all part of one country, mm-hmm. and the people are still going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. The people are still doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a line there. I so think it makes that sense. rice has got him, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that Red Bull. So, so I watched two different things. One, one was, and I want to say that a documentary, the best Led Zeppelin documentary, came out. Now, I want to say it was 2004. It's got the Red Canyons on it. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. was amazing. Dude. Okay, there's a there's a part in that where they're playing either in a desert or a canyon or they're playing somewhere. And just the setup of them like sound checking. Yeah. You get chills watching it. Oh, that's yeah. a great that's a great show, performance like, by the way. The whole they show everybody and it's gnarly. And I saw that. And the other thing that I watched was some fucking documentary and it was on Elton John and he's playing Dodger State. Right. right. Oh right. yeah. And the camera's like there's a photographer How's that? Is that good? <laughs> the fucking photographer, there's a fucking filmer, and they're fucking filming this shit, and they get low, and they get next to um, Elton John. Yeah. And he's on the piano. There's 80,000 fucking oh, yeah. people, and he's alone on this grand white piano, I right? I love it. And he's like looking over at the camera, dude, and he's like puts his hand up, and, and the whole crowd moves as his hand goes up, right? Yeah. And dude, I get chills. I was like, what is that even like? You know, like, and then I remember getting to like going on stage when Cypress played, or like when when we were, when I was doing famous, I went to a bunch of like uh, Blink 182 shows. Yeah, yeah. And these shows, man, I remember going up on stage and I was like right next to where Travis is at. And I look out there and I'm like, this is gnarly. No wonder these dudes are fucking all rock and rolled out, bro. This is the shit. The energy. The vibration. You hear it all. When these guys walk up on stage and like as soon as the first dude pops up, the whole crowd's reacting. It's gnarly. Dude, if I ever experienced that, I would never come back. You might not. Dude, never it's want a, to do. It's a it is a high, man. The, the energy and like and, you know, because once your adrenaline gets going, I mean, we've been on stage where, I've been on stage where I'm throwing up before we played, and, <laughs> but as soon as I hit that stage, it's like it's gone. You yeah. Know what I mean? Or or I, I I fall and I've broken things and you don't even <laughs> feel it at that moment. Right. And then Until after right. the show. Or right. Until you're like, I know, dude. Tonight I'm gonna be hurting. No. And then uh, and once that adrenaline comes down, but it's that that rush is just uh. 
It's, there's nothing like it. I man. have a side note. Go ahead. Just to give feed into what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> we're in Mexico City for another gig. It's Heaven and Hell Festival. We play two songs. The place is just ecstatic. It's going off. Yeah. They start soccer chanting P.O.D. That was nuts. Ole, 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 ole. <laughs> and they're jumping like? P.O.D. P- and we're, and we're <laughs> sitting there wiping the sweat off our brow. And we're looking at each other and going, this what is the sick. hell? Yeah. This, is, this is awesome. Who's got this on team? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a big soccer fan. Like, I love soccer, dude. Mm. Like, yeah. And the thing is, just to see that, look at someone's yeah. like, this is amazing. This, that, but yeah. that energy, yeah. there's no way to replicate that. No. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because, I mean, now you guys are successful professionals, artists, What's right? Up, Bob? We got Bobby Tribal in here. Bobby yeah. Tribal, you all right? Managing. He's and managing. Maniaco. He's o- yeah, he's supervising. We got the they super- know your name, <laughs> man. Come on, Yaks. Yeah. Come on, Bill. Supervising. Supervising. Come on, Maniaks. 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 Your appointment has arrived. Oh, What does that mean? Is that a high sign for us? No. You guys are good. Okay. For him, he's No, it doesn't mean a high sign. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, but where the fuck were we just. Oh, Father. Husband, right? All that stuff. And you've reached, I mean, I'm not, look, you can always go higher in life, blah, 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 blah. blah. But as far as being a rock musician or, or a music artist, you guys have been, you guys made it past all, most of the milestones. We're still here. That's a, that's a, that's test. a major one. Yeah, that's a test. That's so nobody has to uh, do any of that um, kidney, clean the blood or any of that kind of stuff. Like dialysis. That. Oh, any no. dialysis, no? Thank okay. God, no. <laughs> all right, mm. good. Does your wife, and do your kids worship you? Do they say, you know what? Uh, He's all, my wife gives me grapes <laughs> no, no, no. as yeah. I lay. But the, the, my, my wife has been with me before the band. So, mm-hmm. so she did, you know, she's experienced all this with me. You right. Know what I mean, so we kind of look at it and it's, it's a joke. It's a la- we laugh at this. Like, this is crazy how, you know, our, what our life has become. My kids, um, even now, like we, we, you know, been playing old songs. Um, and my kids were super young when, when we were like, doing these you know we're at the pinnacle of our, our, our career and now that they're getting older they're diving into a lot of the stuff and they're, they're tripping out on the history of this band you know what I mean? right like they're they, they're really they, they already knew they've been to shows they know i go on tour you know it's cool it's awesome but i'm still dead you know they were having me at the soccer practice baseball mm-hmm. practice softball um and they think it's cool but i think now they're diving into the history of this band and right. it's, it's tripping them out a little bit how you know how many awesome things we've been able to do can well, that, you win an argument with your wife and say, "Look, I'm a I'm a rock singer. I'm a yeah, rock musician. Oh, it's yeah, over." No like, bro, like, I wouldn't be at home. married 25 years if, <laughs> if, if that was true. Right. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Uh, hey, happy spouse, happy yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like my dad. He's got the strong Hispanic accent, but Chicano, uh, Mexican. Exactly, man. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's the clothing line. Ready, man. Exactly, exactly. clothing. Exactly. Exactly. Un pexi con a pizza, man. You know what I wanted to say, too, was, you know, we were talking a little bit about False Starts for Bandit because it's human. Because when you're on the road or you're doing a show, sometimes the shit fucks up. There's like, you can't, you can plan for a lot of different things and you practice, but whatever. There's, there's sometimes... And one example, in, and I want to ask you if you guys ever met him or got to deal with him, was, and this guy was a class act for me. Um, uh, he, um, just his name, just his name. Who's your favorite guy? 
<laughs> Who's my your favorite? My favorite musician, rock guy. He died, and you said like, I love that guy. Androgynous. What the fuck? Oh, David Bowie. Bowie. Oh right. yeah. Yes. Okay. Come on now. Listen. So I go. So I. So I went to a David Bowie concert when he was big. But get this. What year? Big. Oh, he was big for fucking like forty years, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. Imagine. Amphitheater, Irvine, and and this is where we were in life at that time. I oh. want to say it's two thousands. It was and and listen, I love Busta Rhymes. So it was oh. Busta Rhymes. It was some kind of hip hop thing. Uh-huh. Busta Rhymes during the day was Busta Rhymes. Yeah, uh-huh. He wasn't yeah. even at night. All right. Okay. Then David Bowie. Opening up for the headlining act. Who was, was it? I'm not going to tell you that yet. Depeche Mode. It's good. No, dude, please. They're great. Oh, I love Depeche Mode. I love Depeche I've yeah, seen them three I'm times not, in concert. I didn't even say it like that. No, 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 no. I'm saying I wouldn't be... I mean, I'd still probably be like, well, Depeche Mode probably should open for David Bowie. Not right, the other right. way of around. Course, of course. But we, I wouldn't be upset about it. It was Moby. <laughs> Moby oh, was the headline. David oh, Bowie was That's opening up for Moby. How is that? Wow. I don't know how that works. We know all about it's this. Politics, we man. still see yeah. it to this day. Politics. Bands that are playing after us are coming up apologizing. Dude, we don't know why we're playing after you guys. And, we, and, and we're just like, you know they what? Feel dude, like it's all good, apologize. man. We're like, dude, it's all good. You know me. what? Yeah. We get out there. We do our thing and have fun, man. Now we, now I'm done with my, my job today. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where's the cocktail? But let me tell you something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. The thing that I loved about David Bowie is that he got up, broad daylight, and it was Bowie, fucking blonde hair, fucking thin duke, whatever the fuck they called him. He got out there and he started that China girl shit, right? Mm-hmm. And he had a mic with a fucking cord in it. Right, mm. and he picks it up, and the band starts, and he picks up the mic, and the chord pops off <laughs> in front right. of everybody. Oh, right, all right, right. All, right, all right. The thin white duke, what does he do? Yeah. He doesn't even break a sweat. He just walks over, picks up the chord, puts it back oh, in, and yeah. counts the band off again, and just goes right oh, into yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, that's a, a professional. Yeah. This hey. motherfucker is about as pro as a pro- <laughs> as, as yeah. Frank Sinatra, bro. Hey. Right. But you know what? In, in reggae music, wheel yeah. it up, man. Wheel it up, wheel right? Wheel it up. Yeah. Wheel it up. Start all over again. And then they start all over again. But see, we, I mean, we're, we're one of the last bands that actually um, still, play. still play. Right. So we we have hiccups. You know, like I'll forget guitar to come in. Guitar string break. Anything. You know, right. yeah, his guitar string will break, and we'll just we'll just keep it going. He'll change right. out, you know, and we look at right. each other, kick right back into it. Right. But we can do that because we're live. You know, a lot of these bands now that are playing with computers and stuff. Tracks. They're, mm. they're locked in. You know, right. they, can't, they can't budge. And Yeah, half of being a performer is maybe there is something that goes like that, You but you don't. Your body language and your face keeps going as oh, if nothing's yeah. wrong. Well, I mean, that's interesting, bro. Because I go ahead. Did, we just did this thing, um, and it was for Nick Diamond, right? And so what he did is he did this big like promo video with weed, weed maps. Mm-hmm. So we, Wiz Khalifa, Burner, all these different artists came, and so me and Esteban were there, and we we're hanging out. And so they start playing the track, and then you've got like. Eight or nine rappers, and each one comes and does what do they call that a cipher, 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 right? Yeah. So before they started filming, everybody was doing their little bit, right? But nobody had really written anything; they were just kind of freestyle, yeah. freestyling. So I'd see like people and like different dudes that come up and then like and they fuck up, but and and then I'm thinking, damn, dude, I could never be a rapper. Like you got to come out here in front of all these in front of the camera and do this, and and you fuck up one thing. So then I'm watching, and I saw, like, a couple of these young rappers, and they're like, they screwed it up, like, over and over and over until somebody was like, hey, come back and try it in a minute. Like, we're going to go to the next person, right? Right. Burn gets up, and Burn is like, 
Stars, he, he like fucks it up. He's like, all right, take that shit back. Start over. Yeah. He's all confident. <laughs> so all these people go, right? And they're getting, and the last one to go is Wiz Khalifa, right? Oh. This motherfucker, dude, just comes out and is like, and does like the longer than anybody's, and he didn't even write the shit. He just, up yeah. top, bam, bam, and I they were done, it. bro. Yeah. And all everybody else was like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, how does this dude just come in here and just knock that shit oh, out yeah. of the I park? Have a, I have a theory I there. That. What you is know, it? A what lot of it? those dudes, they 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 get ready for those types of situations, yep. and they have stuff they stored have, in yeah. their head. Like, oh, if I get freestyle, I already got my freestyle right. 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 What, which one am I doing, A, B, or C? Right. Oh, you know what? And he's the last guy. I'm gonna kill everybody right now and do. I'm doing oh, B tonight. Right. Bam. Right. He's right. That's that's a comedy. A lot of the guys and like Robin Williams, the same fucking thing. Even though he was improvising a little yeah. bit, he had bits that were already yeah. lined yeah. up. Oh. Well, Obviously. the other thing is too is that like he heard everybody's flow. Well, that's what. Yeah. Right. So when he came, he had a lot of content. He sounded all different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. He waited out and came like with some other. <laughs> right. It was just. I don't know. I could never. Uh, I can barely remember lines. So he, a, he's got to feed him to me. That's a gift. <laughs> yeah. It's a gift, man. I mean, if you ever, you know, they've been doing it for years on like hot for years on Hot 106, where they bring in the MCs and uh-huh. then um, they'll just throw on a random beat. beat. Yeah, right. and then they'll do it. I mean, literally, you know, they lift up his headphones and they're showing him stuff as he goes, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm rocking the headphones." Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, right. that's oh, genius, man. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's yeah. a skill. Bro. There's an oh, aspect of it. It's it's cool you say skill because there is poetry, an, man. There's yeah. an aspect yeah. of it that is talent, which is like inborn. But there is also like Eminem and those guys that they've been doing it for so long that yeah. a certain part of their brain now is yeah. War, yeah. wired to work like that. <laughs> Eminem was like, like yeah. one of the oh, best, yeah. the greatest. So right? that's why he he he's he's where he's at. Respect because yeah. he was the real deal. He wasn't. He didn't just come in. Yeah. Right. Hey, if I've got, um, we're gonna wrap it up, guys. But I wanna. I want to know, um, can you guys kind of just give us a little a plug on, like, all right, what's up with POD? What's up? What's lining up on the future? How can we find you? How can people find out about your music? Uh, can you at, give us a little rundown? At POD on Instagram. Just, on everything, pretty and much. And pretty much uh, <laughs> Facebook. Um, we're talking about getting on TikTok, but, you know, that's showing our age <laughs> yeah, there. We, we, it's been coming up a lot. You guys don't have a TikTok? And we're like, right. we can't keep up, bro. Right. right. You need okay. to hire somebody. But all the yeah. socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But payableondeath.com is uh, obviously our website. Um, socials, POD. Uh, Europe tour got canceled in June, but uh, as of now, it still looks like we're heading out in August for two months. Right. And then, you know. It starts at Sturgis. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It, looks like, yeah. it looks like everything's on the up. So um, we were this year was our 20th year anniversary of our biggest album, Satellite. So we were planning on touring all year long. So we're just going to carry that on into 2022. And, and we'll, we're going to be everywhere, all over Europe, uh, South America. If you guys are in Europe and you meet up with fucking the Scorpions, can you please give that lead singer <laughs> a high five and tell him I fucking love his music? Please, thank you. Hell yeah. And P.O.D., if you What's your favorite Scorpion song? Winds of change. Oh, oh, still wow. loving you, you told me. Last week it was still, still loving you. I do still. I, listen, dude. that's good, but winds of change. I love that. We Let don't me even take have time. You far away. Yeah. yeah. You'd like. Hey, if you guys <laughs> oh, are ever in uh, day. If you guys are ever in LA, uh-huh. why don't you guys come by the Hard Luck Studio? Yeah, bro. Why don't you guys to know that you have an open invitation? Carte Blanche. Uh, Carte Blanche, man. Right. Um, All right. We, right. Uh, Vatican uh, visa. You come right in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, absolutely, man. I, 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 I'm going to hold you to that. 
Do it. Like, I'm, just, I'm a stoked oh, today that I got to POD, sit, sit with you guys, meet you guys. Thanks, um, bro. Yeah. Here, you know, and I, I think probably it's probably uh, pre-pandemic. I was never really able to kick it with you guys because you guys were always touring somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we finally caught you, man. Right. And Thanks I appreciate you guys making the time, man, while for we're down sure. here in San Diego, man. Thank you for again. Sure, Thank man. you. Thank you, guys. Everybody. Wait. What are you? Oh yeah. What are you plugging? What are you plugging? I'm plugging Ovando Bowen LLP, my personal law firm that I own. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks yeah. fly. Yeah. You need representation, whatever. And I'm not kidding about that scorpions thing. You guys need somebody to carry a bag. I'm not too proud. <laughs> yeah. I'll carry a bag to meet that scorpions <laughs> right. dude. That's right. Thank you guys for coming in. It's always yeah, an honor man. for me to meet uh, real artists who are out there doing their craft and and Thanks, doing it for brother. a long time. I Thank really you, respect that. Thank so you so much. Thanks for having us. And we had a, I had a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Oh, blue eyes. Uh, nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so what did the choke choke did? Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, go always listen to the Hard Luck Show on Mondays and Thursdays. Go to www.supermaxhardware.com. Support right. your boy. Right. And uh, big shout out to the Soul Assassins and stuff on Oreo Cartoon, my boys. Cookies family, right. burner, vibes. Right. Let's do this. Right. Adios, amigo, for the hard luck show. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.